You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleburne, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleburne.com. Did y'all appreciate Paige this morning? Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. So get right into it. James. James week six. Have you enjoyed James so far? James is, uh, James is like broccoli. Uh, it's not, doesn't always taste good, uh, but it is good for you, right? Amen. And so, you know, we live in a world that has a lot of smart people. I think we have knowledge at our fingertips uh, that many, 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 many generations wish that they could have had. But we don't lack smart people. What we lack in our world is wise people. A wise person is smart, but they, know, they may know the answer, but they know when is time to be quiet and when it's time to talk. And I think in our world, that's what we lack. We think that just because something comes into our mind, it must be said. But the Bible tells us that a wise person sometimes doesn't say exactly what is on their mind. And as believers with true wisdom, uh, believers with true wisdom avoid envy and selfish ambition and produce peace and righteousness. Guys, I think we, we see in our world that there's a lot of envy and selfish ambition. Now, if you don't use those words all the time in your life, envy means that we look at someone else's life and wish that we had it. And I know you're like, wow, I don't do that. But guys, isn't that what social media is? We sit there and we scroll through and we're like, oh, I wish I had that. Or, oh, I wish my family looked like that. Or, oh, I wish we could do that. Okay? Because let me tell you. Go and look at my Facebook, and you're going to see a lot of beautiful family pictures, okay? You know, what, you know how we got those beautiful family pictures? Let me show you. Be quiet! Look at the camera and smile! Smile! One of our kids almost died one time when we had family pictures. You laugh, but I'm being serious. We were, we were out at a farm. I don't know why... The photographer was like, you know what, be cool. Let's take a bunch of small kids to a farm, right? And we, and we took, uh, and we, we turned around and realized Isaiah was gone. Then we saw some people, some spectators running towards us. We're like, what is happening? Isaiah had fallen and was rolling down the hill towards the pond. Family pictures are so great, amen? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we, <laughs> but we oftentimes... We envy other people, but we're taking our low days and comparing it to someone else's high days. But nobody ever gets on social media and posts all the bad pictures, right? You don't, you don't get up in the morning, your hair's not done, your teeth's not brushed, you don't just go, Sophie, right? <laughs> no, like, I mean, I'm finding though, I'm finding now Facebook lies because I'm looking at some of your, your people's AI pictures and I'm like, that ain't you, I see you. You're not that thin, neither am I, right? You know, you got all your hair done, no wrinkles, no gray hair. I'm like, what? And all that's gonna do is get worse. But we look at other people and we envy that. But the Bible tells us that we are to produce peace 
and righteousness. Now, God wants his people to control their tongues and to display true wisdom. Now, last week, or actually it was two weeks ago because Zach was here last week, in James uh, chapter 3, the first part of James chapter 3, it talks about the shortcomings when it comes to controlling our tongue. It also talked about teachers. But the verses we're looking at today reminds us of our need to demonstrate genuine wisdom. Now, these words particularly apply to aspiring teachers, Now, we talked about a few weeks before that when we aspire to teach, we're held to a higher standard. But I think this chapter is specifically talking to teachers, but I also think that this is relevant for all believers. So if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is Walking in Wisdom. So last week, we were controlling our tongue. This week, we are called to walk in wisdom. So if you have your Bibles, grab them, go to James chapter 3, starting in verse 13. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry about it. Scan the QR code there in the chair in front of you. Download the Church Center app. On the main page, you will find sermon notes. Click on the sermon notes, and you will see a lot of sermon notes. I may get to all of them today. I may not get to all of them, but sometimes I don't get to all of them, but you've got them there, and you can go home and read them later. So James chapter 3, starting in verse 13, it says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Doing works, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. So my first point this morning is actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Humility refers to a submissive spirit opposed to arrogance and self-seeking behavior. The person with humility is not a doormat, for he desire but the person with humility, excuse me, is not a doormat for the desires of others, but controls and, and overpowers the natural human tendency to be arrogant and self-assertive. Guys, that's, that's where we find true wisdom. The Bible's not calling us to be doormats, but what it's saying to us is it to push back our, our innate character of being arrogant. Because let's face it, guys, we all think that we are the most awesome thing that God has ever put on this planet, if we're being honest, right? And what God is saying to us is we've got to push that aside and and put others before ourselves. And guys, even when you are involved in a disagreement, you must demonstrate gentleness and kindness of attitude. You must banish all contentiousness and mutual accusations. What God is saying is in order for us to love one another, we have to show that love. Love is not just something that we say, love is an action. One of my favorite songs about this is is the DC Talk song, Love is a Verb, okay? You ever heard Love is a Verb? Some of you need to YouTube it, but the chorus, the chorus, I, I got it right here. It says, words come easy, but don't mean much. When the words they're saying, we can't put trust in, we're talking about love in a different light, and if we learn to love, it will be just right. What I love is this line, words come easy, but it doesn't mean much. 
We can say that we love others. We can say that we love God and we love people. We can say that that is our our mission. That is what we're called to do. But if our actions don't line up with that, then it's just empty words. And guys, that's where we have to, that's where we have to get past. We have to get past empty words and get into actions because actions speak louder than words. Now I'm gonna step on your toes today. The way to heaven is through right relationship, not right intentions. The way to heaven is through right relationship, not right intentions. And I think sometimes we pat ourselves on the back because we're like, well, we meant to do good. It's not enough just to mean to do good. The Bible actually says, do good. It doesn't say, well, I tried. But we, we come from the, let's get a tr- participation trophy generation. So we think just because we tried, it's equal to actually doing. But what the Bible is saying to us today is that if we actually have love, if we actually have humility, it has to change our lives. We don't get to heaven through right intentions. We get to heaven through right relationship with Jesus. And guys, I know your mama loves you. And your mama tells you that you're special. But God's expectations for us are different. Your intentions may be pure, but if your actions are impure, that's not right relationship with Jesus. If I haven't offended you yet, let's keep reading. Verse 14. I keep reading this and I'm like, man, maybe we're going to have a good, an, an easier week in James. And then I, keep, and then I read this passage. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, do not cover up the truth with boasting and lying. Oftentimes we cover up all the mess in our heart with boasting about how great we are. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For whatever, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, There you will find disorder and evil of every kind. So the second is the wrong way. Here in the the last part of this chapter, he shows you the wrong way, and then later he's going to show us the right way. Now the wrong way, he talks about selfish ambition. Now selfish ambition refers to the ungodly habit of promoting one own one owns intention above the purpose of God and the good of others. Guys, I love you. Sometimes we have an agenda. But what God says is I don't care about your agenda, I want my agenda. You know, there's things in this world that we care about. There's things in this world that we are passionate about. And you know what? That's awesome. But we always are called to put God's agenda above our agenda. And guys, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I'm a passionate person, but my passions and my opinions as Todd Barham are often different than those of Pastor Todd. Because Todd Barham is just a normal person. He's a husband, he's a father, he has a relationship with Jesus, and he has opinions on his life. But as a pastor, Todd, 
The opinions that are once held by Todd Barham don't filter into Pastor Todd world. You know why? Because God has put me in charge over his church. And often, and God often doesn't care about my opinions. I know that's tough. I know that's tough today. I know your mommy tells you that you're special and everything you say is important. My mommy tells me that too, okay? She sits on the back row too. And, and she's going, you're so great, right? Uh, she, she's nodding her head, yes, if you're not looking back to the back row. She, she sits on the back row because she, she can't get that Baptist out of her. The front row is just taboo. Uh, <laughs> sorry, mom, make a joke on your behalf. She's got Stephen today, so she's in the back. Uh, but we have to put ourselves. Now, in our culture, we boast about the dumbest things. We boast about all these things. Now, if I haven't offended you yet, I'm about to. We boast about the dumbest things, like we boast about how many sexual partners we have. We boast about how many speeding tickets we have. We boast about who can be the biggest butthead. Yes, I said butthead in church. Sorry, Paige, don't go tell the assemblies of God on me. Um, We boast about who's the biggest butt of all of us. But guys, You know what the Bible calls this type of boasting? It calls it demonic. Not, oh, that's bad. No, demonic. But we brag about it and think, oh, look at me. I'm so special. I'm just the meanest person that there is on the planet. Demonic. And that's what we have to understand. We, We have to get that mess out of our lives. God, in in the kingdom of God, there is no boasting. In the kingdom of God, there is no propping yourself up. It's about humility. And guys, humility does not come natural to us. Boasting does. And in our culture, it's even more difficult So let's get to this last part, verse 17 and 18. James shifts and shows us the right way. It says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and fruit and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seed of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So the last part of it, and point number three is the right way. How are we to walk in wisdom? So the opposite of earthly wisdom is heavenly wisdom. And that's what James is trying to tell us that we need to walk in. Now, the the heavenly wisdom is categorized with seven things. Okay, so if you're a note taker, this, this verse points out seven different attributes of heavenly wisdom. First of all, heavenly wisdom is number one, pure. It is pure. It has the right motives and without moral corruption. Means it just loves someone because that is what we're supposed to do. It is second, peace loving. It's not contentious. It doesn't love to go and stir up a fight. And oftentimes when correction needs to happen, it does it in silence or in secret, not in public. Number three, heavenly wisdom is considerate. It puts others 
before yourself. Notice the trend here. God always wants us to put others before ourselves. It is number four. It's an S word we don't like. Submissive. It gives ways to what is most beneficial to others. It calls us to to submit to those that are around us, to submit to leadership, to submit to those that God has placed above us and submit to others in our lives that God has called us to minister to. Number five, it is full of mercy and good fruit. It's actively compassionate, forgiving, and character building. Guys, you cannot find a follower of Christ without an abundance of forgiveness for others. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died and forgave us. So we don't even deserve the forgiveness that we have, but yet Jesus gives it to us anyway. Number six, heavenly wisdom is impartial. It is consistent and fair. Guys, it's hard. It is so hard to be consistent and fair, but that's what God calls us to be. He calls us to be the same across the board to everybody. And lastly, Heavenly wisdom calls us to be sincere. Sincere, genuine without hypocrisy. And guys, one thing that I love that cracks me up when people say is, man, I don't go to church. I don't go to church because church is full of a bunch of hypocrites, right? And I just want to say to them, great, you'll fit right in, right? Well, there's a bunch of sinners there at that church. Yeah, good. Right. Because here's the thing. If you ever find a perfect church, don't go to it because then you'll mess it up. Right? Amen. And, and you're talking about your pastor included. Right? And, and oftentimes we look, for this, we look for this place to be perfect. Here's one thing that I want you to know. This place will never be perfect. I will never be perfect. Your staff, your elders, your board of directors, we will never be perfect. But what we are called to be is we're called to be genuine. We're called to be loving. We're called to be forgiving. And you know what? If we can be a place of genuineness, if we can be a place of love, if we can be a place of forgiveness, I'd rather be a part of that place than a perfect place. Amen? Amen. And I think sometimes we expect perfection, but that's not what God calls us to do. He calls us to be humble. And in humility is love, is forgiveness, is not putting your needs before someone else. So basically, here's what I want you to hear this morning. Basically, the right way to walk with Jesus is the exact opposite as the world lives. So take everything that you see in the world, don't act like that, and you'll be just fine. Okay? I know you're like, well, pastor, that just, woo, that's easy, right? No, I, what I'm saying is this is not easy. And this is not easy, especially in the world that we live in. Because especially now, more than ever before, we as Christians are under attack. But guys, in this situation, it's not good for us to fight fire with fire. What Jesus is saying, he's saying, don't be a doormat, but serve them. Show them that there's a different way. So if you hear nothing else, I want you to hear this phrase this morning. And I got it on the back screen just so I make sure I say it right. 
preach the gospel. No words are needed because if we walk in, in the wisdom of heaven, people will see that your life is completely different from theirs. And they'll also see that it's way better. So preach the gospel. You don't have to use words because if we walk in the wisdom of heaven, people will see that your life is completely different. You have a peace that, passes, that surpasses all understanding. You know, when, when those that are around us go on to be with the Lord, we miss them, but we have a hope that one day we will see them again. This is not it for us. So instead of walking in earthly wisdom, we have to walk in heavenly wisdom. So what are our transformational moments this morning? I don't know if you're looking at your clock. I'm a little ahead of time and that's okay. I wanna have us plenty of time for us to, to look to the Lord this morning because I think we need it. Number one, what wisdom are you walking in? Are you walking in earthly wisdom? Will we boast about how amazing we are or boast about how our lives are so much better than everybody else's life? Or are we walking in the wisdom of heaven? And guys, I'm here to tell you this morning, walking in the wisdom of heaven isn't always natural to us. It is something that we have to learn. It is something that we have to, we have, to have patience with ourselves as we learn to walk in. But that's why we're here. We're not just gonna be the same. We are looking to get better day by day by day as we walk with God. Number two, do you need God to help you with the wisdom from heaven? Do you need God to help you with the wisdom from heaven? Because guys, I, I think sometimes we don't always know where to look to. Guys, let me tell you, if you struggle with wisdom, one of the best books in the Bible to read is Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. So what's the great, great thing about that is you don't have to know where you are. Just look at the date and read the corresponding proverb to the corresponding date. And you will find wisdom. You will find the way that God calls us to walk. And when you get to the end of Proverbs, if you're like, man, I still don't have wisdom, start over. <laughs> and just keep reading it. And just keep reading it. And just keep reading it until you can walk in that kind of wisdom. It's one of my favorite Proverbs. It'll be on the third day of your month. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding and in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. If, we could, if that could be our lives, put ourselves aside, trust in him for his wisdom and in all of our ways, in every part of our life, acknowledge him, he will make your path straight. That's what changes the world. Not yelling and screaming at the loudest volume, but humbly, seeking the wisdom of heaven. And lastly, do you need to repent today? <sighs> Guys, I, I think there's not enough moments for repentance in the American church. We like to say, oh, God forgives us. Oh, God understands. Oh, God does this. Oh, God does this. But in the Bible, it tells us 
to stand before the Lord and acknowledge where we've gone wrong. Now, I'm not saying that grace and peace and mercy is there. It is. But God often wants us to approach his throne so that we can have humbleness in our heart. So here in just a moment, we're going to have some of our elders and staff up here to pray with you this morning. And, and we would love to pray with you. But I also want to open the altars this morning for you to kneel in the altar and repent. Because I think of all the things in the book of James, we struggle with selfish ambition the most. Because we don't have to be taught selfish ambition. We just come out thinking that we are the greatest thing since sliced bread. And God spends almost our entire existence showing us why we need him more. And so this morning, I just want to open the altars. And I know Pastor Mo has a song. And I just want to take a moment before we go out to our world and just submit to heavenly wisdom this morning. Because guys, I'm here to tell you we need it. Most of all, Lord, I pray this morning that we would seek 